and because uh, I I don't have any need to sit by myself. And, you know, like, like I would be like, what, are you there? Okay. Okay. I sit next to you. I really don't want to be sitting by myself, you mm-hmm. know, you know, it's, it's, it's more, it's also a social thing, Oh yeah. Uh, but they are, there is no point for uh, comics dealers to do something like galaxy con or a lot of these, you know, uh, because, or, or just very little, very little reason. And so what has happened is, uh the artist alley this the creation of the artist alley artist as a career that's something that's happened over 10 years that is just the weirdest for for my i think my generation of commercial artists is to see the creation of uh pop culture convention artist as a career um and that what that means is it's it's taking the um fine arts uh, mentality of going and doing art fairs mm-hmm. and traveling city to city and in, in setting up at art fairs and in, uh, with, with I don't know, f- bunnies and kitties and duckies paintings, uh, you know, or, or whatever they do. I mean, and, and I don't mean to insult that at all. Um, it's whatever, you know, fine art for, for the masses or whatever you think is worth traveling around the country. And that has been swapped for comic and pop culture conventions. And the weird factor is, is that instead of landscapes, it's intellectual property infringement, which is fascinating. Um, And it's prints and original art for some, but a lot of it is prints. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, they're digital artists. So there is no original art in the sense and what has happened is, is that they've outgrown the artist alley tables. So now they're getting exhibitor vendor space. So when you get to a lot of these pop culture places that a lot of the um, collectible comics people have said, eh, there's just no reason for me to be here. Mm-hmm. Or they're just getting bought out by the artist alley the, the traveling pop culture convention artists now set up in these exhibitor spaces because they can get one, two, three, you know, set and they can build this gigantic uh, uh, monolith owed to copyright uh, intellectual, uh, intellectual property uh, uh, theft and, uh, and sell their, their prints. And it's fascinating to me. And I, and, I, and I talked to one of those guys at GalaxyCon who was actually a pretty, pretty smart dude in the sense that he had done everything he could to do his due diligence to like talk to Marvel lawyers and, and, and which they said, eh, you know, as long as you're not horrible as an artist, and as long as you're not demeaning our characters, you know, as long as you're clear with what you're, with what you're offering and it's not, you know, just prints, you know, eh, we're okay. But the problem is that people assume that that's every, everything, you know, mm-hmm. everything has that opinion. Do you call everybody, you know, do you call Mike Magnola, you know, about Hellboy? Do you call, you know, Paramount about Star Trek or you call, you know, do you call Dr. Who people? Are you okay with this? You know, but the weirdest thing about it is, is that because the industry and the art industry has gotten so hard to make a living at, you know, this is what people are, are trying their best to make a living at, and um, they're not really working for clients. 
they found that, you know, especially lower base clients are, are just a hassle that, that there's no real effort in that or not effort. There's no real reason to put the effort into these lower base clients when they could just do these images and travel around the country and sell their, their prints. Um, and the fascinating thing is, is that they do these gigantic exhibitor spaces that make people think, Ooh, you know, you must be somebody, but they'll never be a guest. No, they'll never get a job that'll, or, or, or somehow break through, uh, and, and somehow be now a published or, or somebody that people would be, would know by name and, uh, you know, and then would be like a guest at the show. Mm-hmm. And so it's just weird. It's just you, you, you put up on this facade of, you know, look at me, but yet the show won't, the show itself doesn't care. You know, they're not even going to promote you as a guest. It's all, it's all just a, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird, weird, weird. And again, it's just weird because I don't come from that generation or that, uh, you know, kind of a business model as a commercial artist. You know, for, for, for me, it's, it was always client-based and, and being published. Uh, it was not creating things on my own time and seeing if somebody will buy it as a print, you know, in, 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 in Nashville. Yeah. And then if they don't, maybe next weekend in Louisville. And if they don't, maybe next weekend in Richmond. And if they don't there you know, maybe next weekend in Poughkeepsie. And if they don't there, let's go to Muncie. And if they don't there, we'll be in Piqua, you know. I mean, you know, and it's just, it's just a different, it's just weird, man. It is. And and you were saying that um, years ago, I was at a little tiny Indianapolis Shadeland Exit show, one of the ass shows. And there was a guy selling prints and he was literally so big that he was in the middle of the room. No one knew that the show continued past him. Yeah. So all of a sudden we were like, there's nobody. And we're like, oh, it must be a dead show. And I, I get up from my booth and I walk around the corner and the whole room is jam-packed. They ended right there with him because he had this big display. And I was like, Holy crap! It sucks so bad. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird uh, it's a weird uh, you know the the thought was that you know you have to show off everything because people aren't going to stop and and flip through like a, a, a portfolio. Mm-hmm. You know they're not going to look at a small chart if they you know they need to see the wall the wall. Yep, and, and the wall is just turned into something that you know it is it is what what it is for those 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 artists and. You know, I mean, that's 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 the way that they're trying to make it as an artist. Um, you know, I just it's not it's not not for me, which I guess means that I shouldn't you know necessarily be uh, you know poo pooing on their parade. But uh, but it's it's an odd it's an odd thing. Uh, to be honest, I don't know how a lot of them guys get away with it. I mean, that's. Especially the ones that that um, uh, hell that was one guy that was going around basically stealing people's artwork and then going and putting it in the computer and changing it slightly and then selling it as a print as his own. Well, um, yeah, that's you know, and but, then an AI, you know, the art, the AI imagery is is creating a, an additional problem now, and that's going to be a, a, an interesting debacle. 
uh, because it's just adding to the, the madness of what you've already mentioned, which is uh, there was a, a, a case in, in Michigan in uh, Motor City in October where uh, people I had known had bought a uh, had bought a, a, a piece from some a bunch of guys who had bought a, a, a laser cutter, like a wood cutter, laser wood cutting thing. Yeah. They were selling, uh, you know, wood with images and they were just taking downloading, you know, art images off the internet and just, you know, and, uh, and this couple had come up and said, you know, Oh, look what we got. It's this neat Superman piece. And I was like, Oh, cause, and I instantly, I saw it. it was from an artist that, that was at the show. And, and I was like, where'd you get that? And they're like, Oh, those people down there. And I was like, yeah, cause, cause that's, that's, you know, that guy's at the show. That guy's over there. And uh, they, his name isn't even on the piece. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's not good. Oh, and I actually got off and I, and I, cause I know that show and I know that they'll shut. If, if that guy gets upset, those people will be escorted out of the building instantly. And so I kind of went over to these guys who had, you know, a couple of tables, it was three guys. And they just said, look, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with the show. I'm friends with the show. And uh, I said, you know, you had the Superman and that artist is over there. And uh, if that guy gets upset, cause you know, he's going to see it because the people who bought it, bought it to show, you know, going to go <laughs> ask him to sign it. And if he so chooses for you, if he's upset, you guys are going to be escorted out. And I'm just warning you because I know the people who own this show and I've seen it happen because I had a friend of mine that had the same thing. He walked by and he went, saw like a pillow vendor. And it was like, wait a second, that's mine. And, you know, told the show, the show was like, all right, you're out. And the guys, you know, I couldn't tell if the look of these guys on their faces was terror or like, who the hell are you? You know, but either way, it was fun just to, just to go and talk to them and say, you know, you guys just, what the hell are you doing? You know, but it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, people buy this, all this technology. And that's the thing that we're, everybody's talking about with the, with the AIR and how it, it takes uh, from, from other artists. And, and we've just gotten used to taking because it's, it's part of conventions now for any artist. I mean, you know, look, it's Captain America. You know, it's it is if you're gonna if you're gonna be there as an artist, most times you've got these these things for people to see, um, because you know, like for me, it's just boring having SpongeBob and Dora, uh, or whatever Paw Patrol, whatever. You know, it's just be nice to have or zombies. You know, it's nice to have Superman or something, to to, and that gets people's attention, especially with the likeness stuff. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, but yeah, we, people have just gotten used to just taking and taking and taking and, uh, you know, be it music files or movie files or, you know, uh, characters or whatever, or art, you know, and it's just, eh. Yeah. We, <laughs> what it does, what it does when you're an artist, when you go into these environments is it, it unless somebody's really got a, a creative you know, uh, style or something. It just does not, it just doesn't become inspirational. You know, you just kind of, yeah, you know, 
And that's why you go to something like Heroes Con or something that's a little bit more juried or a little different in the amount of artists. And, and all of a sudden you, you do start going, oh, crap. You know, you, that's the response you want to get from being in a, in a convention full of artists. You want to go, oh, shit. <laughs> jeez. <laughs> Ooh, I got to maybe uh, work a little harder here. <laughs> You know, you want to see everything. And, and I work from photo reference. So anytime mm -hmm. I see some another artist that works from photo reference, if they're not doing something different or better, then, I mean, I, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't do anything for me. Mm -hmm. And if it's worse, then it just kind of makes me feel a little just, you know, kind of, it doesn't make me, it doesn't make me feel better. Ha <laughs> ha! You stink. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. No, it doesn't have that effect. It, it, it just has this kind of like, uh, because I know what it is. You know, I know the, it's just, it's just techniques from photos. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not that, it's not that creative of a thing. So you yeah. better be really damn good at it. You know, it's, it's, or you better be, you know, Drew Struzan and, and have insane design abilities and insane technique and insane abilities and insane, you know, insane color sensibilities, you know. Then you go, oh, crap, you know. Got to get up the yeah, game okay. there, buddy. So, See, yeah. I, you, you talk about it, man. It's like I've seen, you know, I've been going to conventions for so long that I've seen some of these artists that their art's never changed. It's It's passable at best and it's been like that for 20 years and they're still doing shows they're still out there pounding the pavement and you're just like you can't be making anything how are you paying to be here <laughs> well and and for some people it's it's their hobby and bless it you know bless their hearts for it you know art can be you know it's also subjective. well it's subjective but also in terms of what it is to the to the artist mm -hmm. in terms of how it you know what what position it fills in their life um you know if it's a hobby uh that just makes them happy when they get home from their day job if it's you know it's so many different things and when you talk to artists uh it is it is fascinating to find out everyone's situation because I am a, a commercial artist and my goal was to be a commercial artist and to be paid respectfully for drawing, for, for being a commercial artist. It was not that I wanted to draw Batman. It was not that I wanted to do my weird, you know, comic strip. There was no, I don't want to sell out. You know, a lot of art students, I don't want to be a sellout. I don't want to be a, a, a you know, I want to whore myself out to just any corporation no man you know if, you know if if it's you know, unless it's something really horrible but for the most part you want me to draw stouffer's lasagna ads i'll draw stouffer's lasagna ads. i've done that that was fun um you know paycheck was great it was drawing it's not digging ditches you yep. thank you very much bless your hearts so but my my career has been that that it's all on me you know, uh, my, my wife, my spouse was not, you know, uh, she, she's a vet tech. Uh, you know, I, I pay for the insurance where she's also mom, which is hell of a lot harder job than, than me sitting drawing cartoon dogs all day. Um, but it's all on me in terms of health insurance and, and paying the bills. So uh, fun jobs. What do you do for fun? 
you know, you get that question a lot. What do you do? What do you draw for fun? Fun? What the hell are you talking about? You know, I, I, I draw, you know, I, maybe, maybe something, maybe, maybe, maybe I get paid to draw Batman for fun. But even then, if, if you do 20 of them, you're like, oh God, you know, it gets old. I like the zombie. Oh, I bet the zombies are fun. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, by the thirty-fifth card, you're just like, oh, okay, and there's enough of this. Um, so when you meet other artists and 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 they, and you say, well, how how are you spending all this time on these these things that are, you know, either either portfolio pieces or say are fun, and, you know, you know, and occasionally it's the the spouse has a good job. You know, you find out weird little things like that. Yeah. And it's, it's just the way it, it goes. Um, and, I, and I, heck, I learned that lesson uh, very early on when I was just going to go into freelancing. Uh, I had lunch with another artist and, and a good friend of mine who's also a commercial artist and, and this third guy. And he was, just, he was just Debbie Downer all damn lunch about being an illustrator and all the clients, and they weren't paying, and all load to these jobs, and he was refusing these jobs, and blah, but he blew, but he blew, and I, after lunch, I called up my buddy, I was like, what the hell was that, because I was just going into thinking about going into full-time freelance, which I've been doing for uh, 23 years, 24 years, mm -hmm. so I was just going into that, and he's like, it's like, what the hell is up with this Debbie Downer guy, and he's like, oh, yeah, he's you know, his wife has a really good job. And so he just gets picky and just gets, you know, he can afford to just every poo-poo everything instead of just figuring it out and taking on the work. And, you know, which is what we do. We just figure it out. And if something isn't going to work, you go and you find something else. And if it's not, you know, your dream job, well, too bad, man. I mean, you know. Doing the 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 1800th drawing of swipe or no swiping is not my dream job, but but affording healthcare is. So what do you you know, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Yep. No, it, it's so yeah so yeah you see a lot of these artists and yeah you just don't know you just don't know and and you know it could be a hobby or it could be that they don't make any money and it could be that they're struggling and not making any money. It could be that they're not struggling and not making any money. You just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because it's such a weird, I mean, it's such a weird career, you know, it's kind of like if you see somebody with another comic shop open, you know, I mean, how many have you met where they're like, Oh, I had a, I had a nice inheritance. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I've had people like, well, I, I had one guy, his, his, um, years upon years ago, his mom passed away, left him a big chunk of money. First thing he does, open up a store, uh, within, I think six months, the inheritance was all burned up and the store was closed. Yeah. So we, we had that joke, uh, my high school, uh, economics teacher, that, that was his joke, which is, uh, uh, how do you make a small fortune, uh, start with a large fortune. And go go into business for yourself. Yep. <laughs> and yep. that that was uh, that was that was learned very early on. Uh, I did not start with a large fortune, thank God. I uh, I you know 
just just was a workaholic who just didn't care and was happy to do whatever. Oh. <laughs> Which sounds <laughs> now this last time when I actually got the store to take off and do well. I mean, I had had stores before and stuff like that, but always you know got busy at my regular job. And so it was either came down to my actual regular, I had a paycheck every week job or keep dumping money and spending all my time at the shop. And this last time I was able, all that went away relatively quickly. I still had a regular job and it was just because it, for me, it was extra money. And that felt nice that I didn't have to worry about it. It was like, yeah, I got to work three nights a week. I'll make some money. That's guaranteed money. That pays rent that I don't have to worry about, you know, stuff like that. Um, uh, but you know, now I get people who come to the shop and they're all like, Oh, well you must, Oh, I bet you play video games all day and read comics. I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's work. I still got to work. I still got to do all this stuff, but I didn't, I came into this, um, doing the shop whole thing, being able to do it as a hobby at first. And then I slowly was making enough money. Then I was like, oh, well, we'll just open the shop. Then I had the shop and then it started making more money. And then the actual hobby became a business. And then it actually somewhat went away as a hobby because like I said, I don't play magic anymore and I don't get to play video games anymore. And those are two of my biggest things. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's a similar for, for, you know, for, I think for artists, I mean, that's just similar for, uh, you know, self-employed uh, or just, you know, small business owners yep. is that, that that's the snowball effect, you know, for, for artists, you know, if you've got like, I had a day job at a studio, uh, newspaper first in the studio and then started freelancing at night. And at a certain point where it became, you know, 60, 80 hour work weeks, you've got enough saved up. Now, you know, it's not the same as turning your hobby into, um, into your your job but it is it is that leap of faith that says mm -hmm. well you could either kill yourself and burn yourself out or you, you know you can make this leap of faith now that you've seen it kind of snowball you're at that point where you say okay you got to come to a, a choice here you know you pick one or the other because you're doing well at this second thing mm -hmm. and you know if you don't if you don't fund more time into it you know, it's either going to die or it's, it's, it's going to, you know, it's not, you, you know, you've got, got to figure out something and you just make that, make that choice and make that jump and uh, hope that it, hope that it works out. And for most people, if you follow that kind of snowball effect, the reason why you make that jump is that you go, you know, okay, I can see, you know, I can see this and I've made this extra money in this, secondary kind of thing so maybe there's some time that it can fail and and yeah you just hope for the best and make that leap and uh you know it's well, it's they, nice when it works yeah and and, and if, all, if all else fails you can always fall back on being a sandwich artist in some way <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you can always go work at target whatever i mean a job you can always go get a job uh if, if yeah, you're if you're if you're thankfully somebody who is you know, has a reasonable ability to be able to take orders and, 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 and show up. If you can show up on time every day, you're better off than a lot of human beings. <laughs> I mean, which is just sadly true if you're, you know, but 
what it does ex- do is exactly what you're saying. You know, people go, yeah, what do you do for fun? Or what do you draw for fun? You're like, I am down here enough as it is. You know, the 40, 60 hours a week, I do not need to be back here drawing for fun. You know, maybe I'll come back down here to eBay crap or whatever, uh, um, or get on YouTube or, you know, try to do a show or something that's different. But, you know, just to, to do more art, is is not yeah no i don't i don't you know i'm already doing enough folks um and that's why yeah and that's that's the thing that i actually liked about you know i think bill had told me about uh, uh comics was you know it's like how the comics doing it's like it was great until it you hit a wall like, oh i love these all these great books and, and then you get to that point you're like i need them gone <laughs> and you're just like and that's great. That's what I need. You know, I need that kicking in to to separate me from this this need to 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 hold on and, and, and accumulate because I want other people to do that. Like like, look, if you haven't lived your life like that, or if you still want to, that's great. Uh, but you know, a lot of people, like I said, you know, they they don't always accumulate from a kid. They they come back to nostalgia. Yeah. You know, we make a lot of money off of that or, or, you know, you, there's a whole industry on nostalgia. Uh, Boy, I had this when I was, I love it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I had it and have it. Never got rid, you know, (laughs) you know, you're like, and now I should probably figure out how, how to not die with all of this, you know, but uh, yeah. So yeah, the art stuff. Yeah, it it, it doesn't. Um, I'm looking forward to to getting to a point where I can uh, try to do things that are more projects for myself, and see if there's a way of selling them later. But I mean that that takes retirement in a sense. Yeah, you know that takes getting to a point of uh, where everyone, you know, my family's taken care of, and uh, you know, hopefully that'll that'll come sooner than later because. Because I wouldn't mind, you know, there's a lot of things you see, like we talked about the movie posters stuff and things like, you know, spending a week on a piece. What the hell would that be like? You know, when I'm used to doing three hour, you know, portrait work pieces or, or something, you know, yeah. four hour pieces. What would a 40 hour piece look like? I don't know, because I ain't spending 40 hours on one piece because who the hell's going to pay me for that? Oh, yeah. You know, I'll spend I'll spend four weeks on a, on a book, you know. But uh, but I'm sure as heck. Or what the hell would a four week piece look like? That's insane. You know that you're just over. You're just taking every little square inch and making it perfect. I mean, because who knows? Who knows how? You know, you see these big people love seeing these huge elaborate pieces with you know every gazillion Star Wars character on it, which I don't think I'd like to do. I don't really like working large. Cause I like working on a table and I don't, you know, mm-hmm. but, but even if it were digital or made up of smaller pieces, you know, uh, well, yeah, it's a lot of things that you just kind of hope that you get the time for. And if not, you know, it's not like, uh, it's not like cartoon dogs is the worst thing in the world, but, uh, and every now and then, you know, a zombie or a Adam West Batman uh, sketch for somebody, or I got my, uh, I've been having a blast. These are, these are some of my, um, uh, Hamilton uh, collection statues that have come out uh, over the past year, coming out next year. 
I finally have gotten to do things where um, they've licensed my name as like I get royalties. Yeah, my name is on them. You know, like with the because usually with the products that I do, they're they're for licensed characters, or even if they aren't, they don't need to be licensed through me. I don't need a credit or royalty. So it's kind of cool to get products that that have uh, have my name on it, and then you know you get the sales statements. You know been designing products for 20 years and and you know sales statements are hysterical because they have how many sold in a quarter how many were returned and you just go oh ooh, that didn't do well <laughs> oh people did not like dracula or whatever you know it's just funny it's these little new things on the bucket list that that are exciting cool so, yeah yeah it, you've you've Definitely come a long way in the, the amount of time that I've known you. Jeez, um, <laughs> I, I feel like I've been doing the same damn shit for you know twenty past twenty years. It's just accumulated. It's uh, been children's books and product design and 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 and, uh, and zombies. Lather, rinse, repeat for twenty years. <laughs> mm. Oh man! Well, um, we've been at this for almost two hours. Um, <laughs> and it's been uh, absolutely no talk about my career, which I adore. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, avoid uh, that like the play. But oh man, but it has been a, a blast talking to you. Uh, I don't get to talk to you as much as I'd like um, yeah. because I don't get I don't get to the big conventions hardly at all anymore. Um, no, and uh, yeah, it's which is like I said, which is why it has been a lot of fun uh, just getting out on the Sundays mm -hmm. uh, and and hanging out at those, even if it's to talk to like you know one of your kids or see yep. you or or whatever. Um, they they they've been a lot more fun, but it's hard when you're doing the big shows. You're you're even when you're there, you know, it's like oh, you can come talk to me. Well, yeah, unless you paid to be there. If you're actually setting up there, then you're not walking around talking to me. Yeah. You know, you're working the damn thing. Uh, and then I'm supposed to be working the dang thing. And, you know, so, yeah, it is hard to go be social. And it's really hard when you're at shows with other artists and things where you're like, especially when they're like your art heroes. And you're like, oh, I, at a certain point, you're like, yeah, I don't want to sit here. I'm going to go stand in line to meet Walt Simonson or something. You know, there's so many better things to do with my time than sit at my table waiting for somebody to, you know, to buy maybe it. buy a John Cena elbow grease book or something. I forgot you were doing John Cena. Yeah, you know, I, I, just, I just, they just sent me like copies of, of, of one of his books in, in Spanish. Oh, it's, uh, it's, uh, what is this? Uh, Salgamos a Jugar. I, I'm so sorry, but I, I went to art school and never took a language. I took <laughs> just I'm just an idiot. So, please. But yeah, no, that was that was weird. Uh, that was kind of cool. It was a fun job, but you know, I don't know if it did well or not. Um, the weirdest thing is, I in comics, you know, they they the artists talk to writers all the time, and uh, in in the children's books that I do, I've never had a discussion with any writer in 200 books and 220 years or more, never had any contact with any of my writers. So, you know, I've never had any contact with John Cena. Uh, but uh, seeing him 
as Peacemaker in, 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 on the TV and in the movies uh, in his tidy whities That's the first writer uh, that I've ever worked with that I've seen in, in their underwear. That's uh, like 200 books. Yeah, never. Never until now. That's, uh, and this gets, and this is where it gets really inappropriate. L. L. Steffens wrote One Fancy Day. Nope, nope, no. Nope. Thank, thankfully, L and I, we've never talked. And uh, nope, but John, John, yes, tidy whiteies. That's, uh, that's weird. And, and, you know, I sit there like watching the movie Suicide with my kid, and you're just like, hey, that guy right there. Yeah, that guy pays for your school. <laughs> that guy paid for paid for dinner, <laughs> paid for the gas and the lights to be on in the house. Uh, it's very very strange, but I think that's done. I think uh, I think the last uh, book uh, that I did for uh, for him uh, came out this year recently, and uh, I think that is that is done. And uh, working on. Worked on some stuff for Netflix shows, and I don't think those went too well. Um, and you know, they don't. And then now uh, there's a like a YouTube uh, called Go Noodle, like a, a some sort of kids uh, that that does YouTube videos, and they're branching out into into books. Hmm. So you know, that's that's changed. Um, so yeah, it's gotten a little different. It's it's not all Nickelodeon. And even with Nick, you know, some of their shows are on Paramount Plus, and and so it's gotten a little weird as it all gets fragmented into streaming services and YouTube and and stuff, and and people figuring out how to merchandise these things that are so niche based, niche niche based, mm-hmm. um, which you know is a little harder for me because these smaller groups don't don't know what they're doing; they're new to this. So, so they haven't really thought through what they're doing or, or, or answered. They can't afford to have, they don't have the, uh, the, the staff that Nickelodeon does that yeah. knows exactly what they're doing and lather, rinse, repeat, you know, okay, here's our style guide and here's everything. And we've answered all your questions. So go. And then, you know, you do something with Netflix and they just don't have that support or that, that staff in place. And hmm. so you're just like, so what are we doing here? Uh, I don't know. And you know, you're left kind of going, okay, you know, this better be right. <laughs> Cause if it isn't, it's gonna cost somebody to fix it. So but uh but yeah, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> uh oh yeah, what what are, what do we plug in? Uh I like oh, yeah, we plug plug. so uh uh, you know, uh, 50 portrait book series as uh, as on Amazon. There's four of them right now. It'll be a new series next year, a new, probably new hardcover, uh, maybe a larger collection of, of the past three years of stuff. But those are collections of the commissions that I've done of the portraits and they're on Amazon. And then the kids books are the kids books. I don't think I have to plug any of those, but lately it's been, uh, I'm working on uh, Paw Patrol, the movie too. That's, uh, that's what I'm working on uh, now and uh, Go Noodle and uh, Blues Clues and John Cena's Elbow Grease and Camp Coral and all that fun stuff. Those are out at finer stores. And then uh, Hamilton Collection has got some of uh, 
my monster products that are coming out more will be coming out next year and then maybe more if they sell but those are on the hamilton collection and the bradford exchange and uh twilight creations makers of our fine loving zombies game oh zombies that was celebrating its 20th anniversary uh but it's stuck in a factory in china uh 20th anniversary would have been maybe and I get close to two years ago. Oof, but there's a new uh, new expansion of that that should be coming out on early next year. And uh, there you go. Uh, I'm on Instagram, which I have the worst uh, social media following ever. So, uh, <clears throat> so if anybody wants to make me feel a little better, it's all just Dave Akins on Instagram. And I have a horrible failed YouTube show called Dave and Joe are Bored. Uh, I think we made it till 12 episodes before I realized that. Uh, uh, you weren't that bored? <laughs> yeah, before I stopped getting bored. Before I stopped, I, I stopped wanting to harass people, you know, every week or two to uh, be on the show. Just started feeling bad. <laughs> I'm being my show. That's what I do on a regular basis. That's why you're here. I can't. Uh, Yay. <laughs> well, so much <clears throat> but thank you thank you thank you it's all right. yeah it's great to great to talk to you man we haven't had a chance to chat in ages so i appreciate yeah. it yeah it's uh it's been a fun time like i said it's been a it's been a minute and uh it was good kind of catching up with you a little bit at the show but you know we're both running tables across from each other not not near each other so you didn't buy anything from me so you know yeah i did you. oh you did <laughs> I, I like I like watching I like watching Jesse. Jesse buys stuff from me and then he tries to sell it and it just loses money. And I think just don't. Just Jesse, stop it. He, stop he, it, Jesse. Uh, he does that auction. I bought some stuff off of him and had some and so he came in and bought some stuff off me with the credit that we shared. And uh, cash is not transferred between our hands for these deals in I don't know how long. And uh he literally bought some comics off me, some signed books. And then I later on, he put them up for auction. And I was like, that's a dollar. So I bought it back because he took it in like $5 in credit. I'm like, I'm like yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's the thing. I've started to pay a lot more attention now that, especially with the slab universe, now that I have like, I think I've got about 76 books. Mm -hmm. that are going off so i'm gonna owe you know like i've you know all the anything that i've sold is gonna go to cgc and, and, the, and the guy that's pressing and cleaning and uh but man seeing people selling slab books for you know 20 bucks is just the funniest thing you yeah. i should have gotten that one i love that star wars issue oh, i have yeah. one i mine is probably less than a nine and and I think I have forty bucks on it. Yeah, and that guy that guy was I don't know did he steal did a, did a box fall off of a truck because he he was well, he was it sad. Was, it was the most random bunch of stuff. And yep. I'm sitting. I kept looking at the Star Wars one because he dropped everything else down to twenty. I love bucks. that issue. That is one of my favorite uh, Star Wars issues. And uh, I'm sitting there. I look over and he's got it sitting on the table and no one's buying it and. It's getting towards the end of the day, and I did pretty good. And I'm like, how much do you want for that? He goes, well, I wanted, I was going to sell it for 20 And I'm like, okay. And he's like, well, do you want to do some trading? 
I'm like, sure. And he comes over and he picks up a couple things. And I think that what he bought, I had less than $8 in. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I tell you, and I watched my friend Michael at, uh, at the Buckeye Con. And, and he, his goal, we had, we, we, he had bought two tables. So I, I commandeered one of them. And uh, his whole goal was to leave with, with trades that would de-escalate the amount of space you know so he he had brought a lot of shelving and things and by that he had bought over the years and, and and some books and things and he just wanted to turn all of this into like this and mm -hmm. it was so funny watching him hustle and go around the place and, and making deals and trying to turn you know a stack of something into one thing and and i uh i haven't gotten to that point yet because i'm just in uh, uh release mode you know i'm just in rehome mode i i'm not in wheeling and dealing and, and trading mm -hmm. um and and i guess if it's if it's and it's probably because i i just don't have the knowledge of you know whether or not something's a good idea or not mm -hmm. and and also like you know my knowledge of things i guess and i kind of learned to say okay well i mean if it's if it's stuff that is 80s and, and under you know that I, that I know about, sure. But the problem is, is I, I last thing I want is for somebody to come up with something that's like something I would want to keep, you know, because that's not the point of any of this, you know? <laughs> somebody comes up with like a faucet Captain Marvel book and I'd just be like, oh! <laughs> because I I go back to memories of, of when I was young, when I was uh, uh, maybe 13 or something, I would set up at, at the Sunday shows. Mm -hmm. and, and I, I have two bad, bad trades from, from when I was like that age that have haunted me, uh, you know, for, for my entire life. They've, they live rent free. And it was, uh, it was a, a, a Batman Mego that I had taken out of the package, but still had the package. And that's when children's palace had gotten Mego figures back in the eighties. Yeah. Some French ones. Yep. And, and, I, and, and I had traded Batman for a Captain Marvel Jr. comic uh, that was worthless. Now that one, you know, okay, I've gotten another Batman. You know, but the worst, really, I had an Avengers number two. And, and I traded it for uh, an issue of uh, exciting comics with uh, Alex Schomburg, Black Terror, Bondage, uh, Racist War cover. The cover was is phenomenal. I mean, it's just I love Alex Alex Schomburg, but but it was Avengers. No, it was a nice copy of Avengers two, and the 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 price difference over the decades is so it just it lives there like you you moron. But you know, the, it's gonna happen. Yeah, I I've got a few of those. Oh, and if you talk to people who have bought comic book art especially older people, uh, you know, they live in that land of what the hell was I thinking? You know, like pages that they sold for, or even artists, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Pages that were sold for $20 that are now worth 20000 <laughs> Yep. So I just remind myself of that. Like none of my art as a uh, thank, uh, you know, Thank God nobody cares about me as an artist, so I don't have to worry about that one. 
you know there's there's no uh oh that sold for how oh oh, oh really that much oh wow no 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 <laughs> you're taking a loss baby oh yeah uh, all righty well I'll let you wrap this up because you talk to me and and next thing you know it's uh it's for it so all right well i do appreciate it uh thanks again for coming on um all that fun stuff um i will post because you you said your youtube channel your instagram and uh you're on facebook too uh yeah kind of it's all just art stuff yep. you know, so you know so but i'll put that all there at the end and all that fun stuff uh uh upcoming convention experience uh appearances be well, thankfully, it's the end of the year. Uh, definitely, we'll be back at uh, Motor City Con in May. Uh, that is, uh, I get the uh, guest contracts need to be filled out. I mean, I guess I haven't signed anything yet, but it's sitting there on the desktop. So that is, uh, that's probably a sure thing. And then uh, usually at Cincinnati Comic Expo in September. And then hopefully I'll be at Heroes Con again uh, in June. And... Uh, possibly uh back at gem city if dayton can uh, get its act together that's more of a city of dayton issue than gem city issue yep uh and then you know if you're around uh detroit and uh columbus and ohio you know you might see me at some of these uh, knights of columbus or jim and dan or buckeye shows just sitting there not drawing selling your wares no no not mine not just else. things that unfortunately I've accumulated. Yep. So, all right, man. Well, you have a good night. <laughs> hey, you uh, two. Happy holidays. So, uh, let's date the show. Happy holidays for uh, you and uh, whatever you celebrate. Merry Christmas and yeah. all the other holidays. <laughs> all the other things that everybody celebrates. Yep. And uh, let's uh, let's get over to twenty twenty three. Yeah. Let's Hopefully, it'll be better. Because twenty twenty two has been a weird one. <laughs> Just when I think after, you know, 2019, I thought it can't get any weirder. And then 2020 hit. And then you think it couldn't get any weirder. And then 2020. <laughs> oh, this year, this year has uh, just, eh, thankfully, it hasn't necessarily been an awful year. It's no. just a weird one. <laughs> We're all still alive, so that's good. <laughs> Definitely. All right, Daddy. Uh, hey, thanks so much. And, and congratulations on, on all of your uh, YouTube success. I mean, I, like, I, I, I'm not kidding when I say after, after doing 12 uh, we I like doing live shows mm-hmm. um, just because it amuses me. But uh, just after doing that, and you really have to put the time in, and you really have to be patient with with growth. And I just know from watching, you know, my social media just gets stagnant. I, I just have no confidence in in putting that time in. But you've done gangbusters, so congratulations on on all the the, the shows and whatnot. Oh, thank you. It's uh, it's just persistence, man. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta put the time in, and and that's not easy. When when you're getting, you know, forty views on something, and you just go, oh, you know, was that worth forty people checking in? That that's what it was when I first started, and then all of a sudden you'd get a little more and a little more and a little more, and then I started a different show, and then I got more and more, and another show, and got more, and and uh, you know, and it's weird because I've been I've been invited to a convention as a guest which i who, i'm a guy who does a podcast and a show what it's nothing big um I, i've gotten you know sponsorships i've gotten this stuff like that and you're just like dude i and nothing's ever i've never made a penny 
realistically off this. All I've ever done is, you know, the money money goes away, money does not come in. <laughs> well, you know, but there's, I think, you know, to a certain extent, um, there's when when you do when you spend time on things and it reaches an audience that could maybe come over and hang out in your basement, mm-hmm. but then you kind of go, oh man, why don't you just come over and hang in my basement? You know, when it gets to be a hundred, two hundred, three, you know, when it starts to get to be like an outreach, and then you kind of you kind of go, okay, well, this is you know, this is different. This is at least you know the monetization, whatever. But if you're reaching, you know, at least at least you know, getting a sense that it's worth the time. Oh, I, I, I'm looking around because I've seen if the box was close. Um, I had a, a guy send me a package full of old toys and robot. And I'm like, he's like, what are you? I was like, dude, they're sweet, man. I was like, these are cool ass Robotech toys in the eighties. I was like, they're in my personal <laughs> collection now. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. And he, he sends me a handwritten letter thanking me for the show. And I'm like, that's a stalker. That's I'm just saying that right now. That that guy is is out. He's watching you right now. No, I'm just the guy's watching. He's like, "How oh, dare you? I did a nice thing. You did. It's he lovely. Did. Unless it was the Matchbox stuff, and those things are crap. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I got I got the Veritech hover tank. So something I never had as a kid. Now I have oh, it. That's um, awesome. I, I I cleared out my most of my Robotex toys probably 20 years ago. Yeah, I, I I don't know if that was a smart move or not. But they're gone, but I uh, I had a bunch of those, and they are they are out the door. Rats, making some males happy. Just think of it that way. So hey, you know, yeah. Oh, we yeah, they, they they there was a point where they just hit a price point. You're we like, I'll take the two hundred, you know, or something, you know. Yep. I I say that that nothing. I say. You know, I don't want to sell stuff, but there's always that point where somebody offers you the right amount of money. And you're like, mm, okay, it's sold. <laughs> oh, and and oh yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, you know, I I I'm that that is the mentality that I've got. The, the thing that I don't like, and again, I you, you you'll never get me off this show. Um, I always tell people that the problem, the biggest problem with having a collection that spans, you know, let's say the '70s to now, is that the nineties are worthless, mm-hmm. especially nineties up until now. Like there is that, 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 that Batman movie dead stop where 89 seems to be almost like a point where a huge amount of toys just become worthless. And, and I'll go into toy stores and I'll see hook figures and I'll see police Academy figures. And I just go, who are you kidding? You know, this is the stuff that children's palace could not give it away at 90% off. These were peg warmers and they're still peg warmers, you know, this is, and, and maybe you can get your 15 bucks, like all the Toy Biz figures that were literally Marvels, all the, the Playmates Next Generation Star Trek figures, all the McFarlane toys, that huge explosion in the 90s, all the Star Wars Return stuff, it is all worthless. And so when you look at your collection, you go, okay, well, let's start selling stuff. And you go, yeah, if you do that, well, what are you going to be left with? Yeah, All the 70s stuff, anything earlier, anything you picked up, because I was born in 73, anything pre-73 is, you know, not nostalgia. It's just cool. That's, you know, it goes, okay, 70s stuff goes and all the cool 80s stuff goes. And I'll be sitting around with stuff that I bought when I was in college and older, 
mocking me, like total DC total justice figures and, and, and next generation figures on the shelf, just going, you should have bought the beers instead of the toys, Dave. You should have been meeting girls in bars and having fun instead of being a weird shut-in playing with dollies. You don't even like us. Regret. And that's the problem. You know, that's the stuff where you're just like, oh, is this, were you a Next Generation Star Trek? Uh, did you never, did you ever fall prey to that, that collection? No, I had a couple. I had like a Borg and a, and a Klingon. That was, that was it. Oh, and I see they, they just came out with a new series mm-hmm. where Playmates went back and they, they, they did a little bit better sculpts. But they're like, I don't know, $12, $15 figures. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, if somebody gave me $12 to $15 for each of my 90s, you know, I, I would go through and I'd go through and I'd pick out the accessories. You know, they're not mint and card, but, you know, I haven't played with them. Uh, I would just be in hog heaven if somebody was that dumb to be like, you know, I'll take them all. No, I'll die. I'm, we're all we're all gonna die with Worf in a cowboy outfit, and uh, you know whatever weird alien and and uh, oh, ah the joy of collecting. Yes, and it's gonna be like it's the Funko Pops. I mean, they're gonna. Oh yeah, gonna, those are the Beanie Babies of this of this generation. Yeah, that's what I did that in uh, 2020. I went around or 2021. I went around and I looked at all of the, the pops and, and I had early DC ones and, and ones that were worth even mm-hmm. out of the box were, were worth money. And I was just like, you're out of here. Red skull hit the road. All right, daddy. Cause uh, like I said, you talk to me and you're in for a way too in long for a ride. So yep. you have, you have a yeah, good buddy. night, sir. And I will talk to you soon. <laughs> all right, man. Take care. Later.